second. Would you consider the the trucks investing because yeah, yeah. it's on the business side? It depreciates. Yeah, but, but and that's why I don't consider it an investment. It's like, no, no, no. It's just a tool that's going way down. Okay, but you're investing in capacity. Yeah. What up, friends? If you know about Jobber, you know they do a great job of supporting and promoting small businesses just like me and you. Um, so I wanted to take a moment, jump in here, and say thanks for their sponsorship and promoting our podcast. One of our listeners tuned in and wanted to know what kind of businesses does Jobber help? Well, Jobber helps a wide range of home service businesses. Just to name a few, plumbing, painting, roofing, landscaping, lawn care, pest control, snow removal, and general contracting. Basically, if you operate a business that provides a service to customers at their property, Jobber can help. Check out the full list of industries at www.getjobber.com backslash Britt-Dowd, and that's B-R-I-T-T-D-O-W-D. So I hope you check it out, and again, thanks Jobber for promoting this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then growth is just more, uh, makes the return more. While you're on that, is there a tipping point to get to that five multiple? Because uh, okay, most, so like most companies, are our industry, you have to be at a certain tipping point before you get to a five multiple. There, there's a legitimacy factor that you've got to be. You've probably got to be bringing in more than five million. Bottom line, I'm talking bottom line oh. dollars. You probably have to be at the five hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand dollar bottom line. Okay. See, I don't even know if that's the way it is in our industry. Maybe because there's goodwill. I know that goes into factor like branding, how long you've been in business. That's that's to get you above the five. Yeah. 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 So you're right. There's value in that, and that's how you get to a six, seven, or eight. Yeah. Right. Because basically, what they're doing is they still need twenty percent on their money, which yeah. is what five X is. Yeah. But they may pay six or seven because they see the trajectory is here. So they're not going to base it. So let's say you're making a million bucks to the bottom line, right? Yeah. Those guys are going to come in and offer you five million, but they may give you a six multiple, which is really six million, yeah. which is really about a 15, 18% return. But they're expecting six million or yeah. a million to If you've got a, a steady five. track record up and to the right at so much. That's exactly yeah. right. So what they're doing is they're saying, okay, today I may get an 18% return, but here's my trajectory. So if I look at the average over the next five years and I go from making a million bucks to making a million five, yeah. a million five, that's actually a 29% return. Okay. Right? So, okay, the company we had, we were making five million bucks a year, a lot of million dollars. Yeah. At about a 20%, 19% margin. Yeah. Okay? Which is really good. Yeah. Anything more than 10 is really good. Yeah. Right? The goal is to grow it to about 10. Yeah. What happens is once you get to about 10 million, you can add one to two turns just because you're now a more legitimate business, right? Mm. And so five's pretty steady. Most companies are, are able to give you five. Now, if it's a barrier to entry is very low, yeah. then they're gonna, right? They're gonna hedge their bet a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, but five's a reasonable number for a small business. Yeah. Up to about two, two and a half, three million. Okay. Okay. Right? Sorry, I got you off track no, a little bit fine. there. One of the things you gotta realize: if your goal is to sell, 
there's about a one million to two and a half million dollar no man's land. Yeah. If you're putting a million dollars to the bottom line, typically there's guys out there that have a million bucks that can buy a business. And, and, and a lot of these numbers are the same number, but they're coming at it differently. So right now, small business loans, they're willing to loan 80 to 80% loan to value, mm-hmm. which on a $1 million business at a $5 million valuation, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. 5X, purchase price of $5 million, they're willing to finance $4 million through the SBA. Mm-hmm. You still got to have $1 million cash. Yeah. So the $1 million, $1 million, what you made, what... So, yeah. so there's guys out there that have a million bucks that want to buy green again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there aren't very many people that have more than a million bucks. Yeah. Private equity is not interested because due diligence can cost at minimum five hundred thousand. Yeah. My our due diligence was nine hundred thousand bucks. Explain that to me. I don't even know the what that pro- is. Due diligence is the process. Okay, you did it with the guy you bought. Is this guy? Oh, legit? just the process of vetting him and looking at all the numbers and right. yeah. Right. But you didn't go spend five hundred thousand dollars. Well, yeah. when you're when you're investing other people's money, so these private equity guys have other people's pension funds, all that stuff. Mm. They've got a process. They've got attorneys involved, accounting, forensics, accounting, yeah. and that kind of stuff to okay. make sure that I'm not buying smoke and mirrors. Same yeah. thing you did, only you did it on a smaller scale. Yeah. It was a more simple business, right? Yeah. But take your guy's business and make it a hundred times bigger. Yeah. And how hard? And in multiple cities. Yeah. How hard is that going to be, yeah. right? Yeah. That's why it costs about nine hundred thousand dollars. Gosh. To do a due diligence. That's crazy. So they roll that in the value, right? Mm. And then there's goodwill and all that stuff. So okay. that's how they justify what they're willing to pay. Okay. Okay. So we sold ours for seven. Yeah. Just seven multiples. Seven multiples. Right. Okay. So once you can get to that ten million, it gets even bigger, right? So. Wow. Um, you probably add one to two turns on top of, of, of it. And yeah. then there's market conditions that change it that could add or, or subtract. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, <laughs> I don't remember a, either. From a debt standpoint. Oh. Yeah. <coughs> it is a tool, right? Yeah. And so you got to ask yourself, okay, I've got this opportunity. Just like you do, how sure am I or how confident am I in my ability to execute? Yeah. And control the variables I can control. And what are the ones I can't control? Yeah. And then how bad can it get? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're not going to go out there and, and get a six and mortgage sixty percent of your company. Yeah. To grow it by ten percent. Yeah. Right. But can you take on ten percent debt to double it? Yeah. And that's a, that's a pretty pretty good bet. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because the other thing is you're betting on you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, okay, do I have the employees? Yeah. Well, if I already have a great team, I just I have capacity. I just need to go fill it. Yeah way easier than trying to go hire people yeah yeah that makes sense no that makes sense um i would say i did that like that's the only reason i reinvested is because i know backed into the numbers if we do these daily activities Uh these weekly activities these monthly we're going to hit the numbers it's just my uh i just feel like my viewpoint on debt really really strapped me this year good like even being so hard-headed with it, if I would have just loaned the trucks and then paid cash for them later, at least I would have had the margin to not stress about payroll. Right. And it was the perfect storm because I cash four trucks, people slow to pay, uh-huh. long winter, uh-huh. and then, you know, right. here we sit. Right. But it's good that it's happening with less zeros on the end now so that I can learn and right. manage cash flow. Um, I'm just just looking for advice and 
yeah. I mean, I'm open to any and every opinion at this point. I used to be right here. Thank you, ma'am. I think that'll be it. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I'm good. How are you today? Thanks for bringing spring. I'll take all the credit. Man, sun's out. Thank you, ma'am. Um. I'd approach it cautiously, Britt, but I wouldn't be scared of it, you know? I mean, I would be scared of it before I'd like it, you know what um, I mean? I mean, of, of those two reactions on those two sides of the fence. But also, just like you said, like, net score, at least in the micro, it depletes my net worth. It depletes the company's it's net the same worth. It's the same. So, word and cash are going into debt. Yeah, the challenge the is what you found out with cash. Remember, cash is king. Yeah, if cash is king, cash, but then... Yeah, but I allocated... I just felt like I allocated my cash to the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Cash is king, and so now it is stifling our growth. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have the scalability, yep. but also I'm not able to take advantage of as many early spring marketing activities that we wanted to do. Yep. Or So... Anytime something breaks, you know, it's the end right. of the end of the world for us right now. Dude, it sounds like you learned something. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Made a very small mistake that hopefully like I said, when there's a couple zeros on the end, I'll I'll realize that. And it was think about it, man. Next year, when you already got two thousand accounts and you do this again, you'll be like, I learned. Yeah. So when I need a new truck, yeah. I need to make sure I have, I'm making up a number, right? I need to have 50 grand. I, yeah. I don't know what the number is, right? I need yeah. to have 50 grand over here. Yeah. And that gets me to the end of April. Yeah. And either I I choose to not do debt and I don't market. Yeah. Or I market here instead of here. Yeah. But I think that's the other thing. Like, we've always been so small. Me having my personal life taken care of and reinvesting almost every penny every winter back into the company wasn't an issue. It wasn't, or was? it wasn't an issue. Because my, like, Brooke and I can live lean and do what it takes. But now that we're getting more recurring expenses, you got rent, higher payroll, uh -huh. things pop up that never did before. Yep. So yep. it might not be smart to reinvest 95%, maybe just 80 and have a 20% cushion or something. Got it. Yep. Yep. That's a big burger, man. You learn it, dude. I guess. Painful. You're it, dude, you're not going to get it all right. Painful. Yeah, but don't beat yourself up over it. I mean, just learn and go, okay. Yeah. I know how to do this differently now. You know? Yeah. I'm. Like, I move on. I don't dwell on it. Like, yeah. it's like it's done. I've learned, I'm moving on, I'm taking action, but it's also, it's more of a weight having, like I only have seven or eight team members, but there's 15 total people that I feel like I'm providing for. Spouses. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, I get it. Okay, so. So that, that keeps me up, you know. My world is the same thing. Is there's our CRM, our, our job. Yeah. Right? We use Salesforce. Yeah. I way overspent 
early on. Yeah. I have people tell me run off spreadsheets. Yeah. And the problem with that, I don't know what, how Jobber works. You pay a monthly fee for Jobber. Yeah. Or annuals. Yeah, but very, very like I was grandfathered in. Like it's like forty-seven bucks a month. Oh my. Yeah, and it's that. That's why I don't really want to switch. So I'm paying twenty-six thousand a year. Wow. For my software. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. But it and probably it, some of the email marketing that I that it has mm -hmm. isn't very good. And I can use Bolton stuff better. Mm -hmm. That was twelve grand. Sign a contract up front, pay for the whole year. So I've been kicking myself. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I tell you that more to go. Hey, listen, dude, I, just live and learn. My second deal, I didn't do it right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, can't get it back. Yeah. But I, I like you, I kind of, I wouldn't say I beat myself up over it. But I'm like, God, dude, I feel like I've wasted money doing that. No. Because then you start playing out what you need or where you could have reinvested that. Or I'm burning a whole lot faster than I wanted to. Yeah. Because I wanted this really software that worked efficiently. Yeah. But. What are you going to do next here? I'm going to use Salesforce. I'm just not going to buy all these other extra things a lot. Because they don't work. They don't work for me. Just all your other add-ons do separately? Through other other platforms. Some of them work. Yeah. So like just to tie payment into it, it cost me five grand. Yeah. I gotta have payment. Yeah. The the way see, Salesforce that's, that's worth it. If a jobber asked me to pay five grand to get paid immediately, I would do it. I would I would fork over the money right now. So a company like you, I'm sure that's worth it. Is that doing what you said? You charge immediately? Oh yeah. I can charge on I, I charge on a schedule. I got complete control over how I charge. Yeah. So what is uh I mean what's your opinion on like reinvesting and me not getting in this position again? Like so obviously you're saying that is good, but you need some 10x long-term ROI, a plan to get out of it. Well, what, I mean, what's your thoughts? What, what's your, have you figured out what your end goal is? Arnold Palmer, please. Yeah, thank you. End goal for the company, end goal for? Your life. Um. I mean, is it to is it to make as much as you can and then get to the whatever number? For me, I got a number. I want to figure out how to get to five million bucks. No. Total net value. No. And stop. And stop. Because I've just done the quick math and said I can put that in a in a decently conservative account. Yeah. With my crew and my family and weddings and this two hundred thousand dollars a year on that number. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my. That's, I would say I could possibly get to that point. But right now, I really enjoy the game. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the process. Good. Um, believe it or not, like the failures suck, but that's that's what I like. I've always been very competitive, very okay. driven. Right now, I'm driven by just strictly wanting to be the best. 
that we can be. Okay. Um, short, I call it short term, but like when Tiago onboarded, we wanted in 10 years to be on the top 100 list uh, in the nation. Okay. So if we hit our next two year goals, we'll be on track, but kind of the backside of that, the next five years would be crazy. Like we would have to buy one location every other year to get that, which is doable. But that also brings on debt and stuff. So we'll see. In five years, I may not want that. I may want just a sweet spot at, you know, a couple million a year. And then I start to dabble with other stuff. Who who knows? But that's where I want to be right now. And then personal life. Brooke and I want to build a house. We want to do that pretty quickly. We've had a very, very minimal income. Never paid ourselves. Like, you know. Some of our team members this year might make more than I made last year. Sure, right, right, right. So we want to we want to do that, um, and then once I get that, I feel like personal life we're like we're good. And by, and by building a house, you want to be able to pay. I mean, not just build it, but pay it off, right? Is that what yes. you're saying by that? Yeah, like Are you I'm trying to build it debt free. Not build it debt free, but like. 50% down, okay. pay it off in five years, and then okay. wipe out all our personal debt. That's the only debt we have. Um, that was That's why it took so long to hire. Uh, I paid off all our student debt yep. in two and a half, three years, something like that. So once we get that, really, we're pretty low low maintenance. We got the property. We like hanging outside. We got chickens. Like That's, that's our happy place. Yep. Yep. So then... Other than, like, last year, Brooke and I fully funded a, an adoption. Outside of that, that's our mission. So, literally, our mission at Green Again is to grow, to serve, to give. To grow our company, ourselves, our profits, our families, to serve our clients, our community, others, and then to give back. So, for and we just try to get a, each person to attach their own mission to that. So, for Brooke and I, it's, it's funding adoptions. Um, so... Anybody that ever wants to adopt and they say, can you help me? I would like to just stroke them a check. Obviously vet them, but yeah, yeah, that's my personal why. Like, just take care of my family. We don't need a yep. lot. Right. But I didn't grow up with uh, nice houses. Broke did. So she's a little slower. So, like, immediately when I can have a nice house, I want it to be as nice as possible. Mm-hmm. Um little little selfish but outside of that I'm good so a nice house is your I have arrived mm-hmm. or if you're keeping the score that's a win mm-hmm. cool. I, I mean I share a very similar thought and for my kids like I just that's what I want for them I want them to remember they're not gonna be spoiled like they're obviously gonna have chores and stuff but I want them to remember the house and have the same house and we're never going to move. Our kids will sell it and make a crazy amount of money because of the... <laughs> but we're never going to move. Like, we'll just die there. So, that's that's a big thing for me. And we, that same mindset. Yeah. She jumped around a lot. Brett was traveling. I was born in Iowa. Moved to Louisiana. Moved to Arkansas. Indiana, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas. Wow. So, I'm... That's what I want. Like, that's my... That's my main goal, but 
as a company, like we're just like any other company that wants to get big, just do it for the game and hopefully help people make money along the way. Yeah, so it's a way, what I'm hearing is it's a way for you to keep score. Yeah. Know you're winning. Yeah. But probably more important, it's, it's your ability to help people. Mm-hmm. And obviously provide for your family. Mm-hmm. And I see, like, super long term, like 20 to 30 years down the road, I'd like to maybe be counseling other guys that are in my position. Because it is weird, like you go from running a mowing company to now you're in a leadership role, and a lot of the guys in the green industry have no clue. And so, just coming alongside them and helping them where where I've been, that would be long term goal, and back out of more of the day to day operations. So, dude, you're well on your way. We'll see. Yeah, it's scary. That's why I called you. It's just like sometimes you just feel isolated. And I can't tell our guys every single number. And so I don't think it makes sense to you. Oh. Yeah. So what I on, on the debt stuff, man. I, what I do is. Are you picking mine up? No, I got it. Are you sure? Yeah, you get the next one. Are you sure? Thank you. So all I gotta do to get a free meal is complain about cash flow with other business owners. No man, I. Thank you for that. that. I mean, there's stuff I, there's stuff I'm working through too. So yeah. it's not a. This is a both ways. I think it'd be good if we, even once a month, figure out. All right. Yeah. Let's just what are what are the, let's do our cheap version of acumen and just yeah tell each other what we're struggling with yeah. And, look for solutions, right? Because a lot of times it's just the guy that's not in the fight when the bullets are whizzing. You can see it. Hey, dude, if you just stand right over there, the bullets wouldn't come after you. Yeah. Yeah. I think on debt. So what is that? What is that for me? Like, what are you seeing? Or do you need more info? No, I I mean, I think, I think you're struggling with uh, if and how to use debt. Yeah. That's a common thing to figure out. Yeah. Right? So, I think there's things that you can do now and this year, you know, knowing that you're you're going to be 2x next year, mm-hmm. probably on your revenue, but not on your staff size, right? Staff's going to be the same, or, or um, maybe a little bit more, but it's not. Yeah, it's not going to double again. Right. So, now you know, well, this is what I need through in the end of April. Yeah. Right? You just, you just kind of plan, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think you're right. I think when you've got cash sitting on the sidelines, it does allow you, that's why I say cash is king. It allows you to take advantage of opportunities. You may find a guy that's hurt next next yeah. February, and yeah. you're like, yeah, I'll buy you out, or I'll, yeah. I'll buy half of you, or I'll, you know. Yeah, and like if that happened now, I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. I just. Well, without moving some money around, right? Yeah, without moving. Yeah, we could go out and just do a normal SBA loan or right. something, but. So, um, shoot, just left me. I guess my other thing is trying to think how best to describe this. I just don't know. 
I don't know which which direction to go because we will have cash sitting on the side. But it's like it's hard to explain because in our industry, like I have to front so much money at our lowest period of time. Why do you have to front so much money? Just Just because every guy that I bring on board, or right now, hopefully in the future we'll bring bring salespeople on board. But right now, even a used truck, twelve to fifteen grand. You buy them a spreader, 500 bucks. Uh-huh. Blower, 250. Uh-huh. Spray tank, that's 4,500 bucks. Uh-huh. So getting him completely outfitted, 20 grand. 20 grand, sometimes more, depending on what what he's doing. Like, okay. if he's got a Z, like if he's doing big properties, like this year we had to fork over money for another Z spray. Okay. That's 11 grand. Why'd you pay cash for it? Now that one I didn't. Okay. But I'm just saying, every time we add another guy, that's another one. So that one we did, it's 0% for 24 months. Okay. And we'll we'll pay that one off probably uh, 16 months from now. Okay. So we'll just pay on it, and then we'll right. have cash. No reason to pay it sooner, right? Yeah, yeah. But just every guy I hire, it's like starting another small micro business. Yeah. I mean, I could go out and, you give me 20 grand, I could go out and start five businesses on the side there's just so much so just trying to reconfigure how i'm thinking about that yeah and then what to pay cash for or should i just grow slower take on less debt or grow slower pay cash mm-hmm. or just nix it pay monthly on all of it and carry on my merry way right see where we end up in five years well you're, <laughs> well, you're gonna if you pay for it monthly that's going to give you the greatest opportunity to grow. Yeah. Because you don't have to cash. I mean, you don't have to cash for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that, that there's also, dude, you got to trust your gut too, right? So you don't want to be so leveraged. Yeah. That you know the guys that say, okay, I've got two thousand dollars, so I'm going to go ahead and buy an eighteen hundred dollar house. Yeah. Eighteen dollar a month house. No way, dude. Yeah. You buy a nine hundred dollar a month house. Mm-hmm. Pay on it, and then five years later, yeah. you know. So, I think being so a few things. If you're buying stuff that makes you money, so if you're investing, is different than just spending what you don't have right now. Right? Yeah. So yeah. everything I'm hearing you talk about is investing. Yeah. Right. So it's buying. Well, it would makes, you consider the the trucks investing yeah, because yeah. it's on the business side? It depreciates. Yeah. But, but and that's why deal. I don't Without, consider it an investment. It's like. No, no, no. It's just a tool that's going way down. Okay, but you're investing in capacity. Yeah. You have to, I mean, machines break, right? Everything everything you're using is worth less than in a year later. Yeah. I mean, it it, it just is, right? Yeah. But what what does one truck make you? What is one guy with an fit? So what prevents you from going to do three more trucks right now? If the financing wasn't a problem. Um, Can you grow your capacity that fast? Client, that's what we're in the process of right now. So we did. It's just, instead of doing what you're saying, I forked over the cash. So we did grow our capacity. Okay. We had two and a half. We needed me and two other guys, but the third one was already always in yeah. and out until Monet. So it was just me, Tiago, and Monet. And we hired four more people and an admin. Okay. Um, and so now that's what we're doing. We're scaling to make sure that those people will be at max capacity. And you have trucks for all of them? Yeah. Okay. Cash. 
Okay. My truck is the only one that's financed. So here's what I do. You've now got a theory. You've now set it in motion. Yeah. There's not really much more you can do unless you unless you're able to outsell. Yeah. It sure seems like it makes sense for you to go fund another truck if you can outsell. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Right? Now remember as you grow, your influence on your organization gets diluted. Mm-hmm. So when it was you, Tiago, high trust, right? Mm-hmm. When a high trust, mm-hmm. you, you're not really sure on these next guys. Yeah. I mean, you want to be sure, but you're really, you're really not. Yeah. You, know? you don't know if there's problems with baby mama. You, I mean, yeah. We haven't come, gone to nut cut time yet, right? Oh, August, yeah. you're gonna know. Yeah. Right. So plan for one or two of those guys to be freaking complete knuckleheads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it seems like. The choices you've made are dead nuts on. What I would do is I would make sure you're point on that because we are we're trying to do that very biblical. Like if Jesus never managed, you know, more than seven to twelve disciples and only really broke off with four, I for sure ain't gonna get close to seven. So our theory is like at four, we put a leadership position in place. So that's what Tiago's doing now. Like those four new turf route managers, uh-huh. they direct report to him. Uh-huh. And then Tiago if good at that? Yeah. Killing it. Really good with okay. people. Okay. He's better than me at like logistics and uh-huh. plan I hate planning. When it's something like, Hey, how's the week look? How like I just want to drive my head through a wall. Like I would rather just bust down, get sales, push the company forward. Uh-huh. But he's very good at both. Okay. So he's doing that and then but eventually we'll have another four, and hopefully one of those will move into a leadership role. But what, and I think that's what you're speaking to, but what about the guys that are fine with just doing the bare minimum? Like, they're good. They're, they're just technicians, and they're never going to be more than a technician. But they're never going to move up to a leadership role. They're never going to, like, you tell them to do, like, our goal is 174 quotes. So you need to do your production and 174 quotes with door knocking every day. What about that guy that gets it done and there's still an hour and a half of daylight? Like, do you keep him around? Or do you try to yeah. get somebody else around that's going to move move him along a little bit? Because he's not doing a bad job. But he's also doing the bare minimum. Right. You know? And that's just not... I don't think that's what you or anybody else in your company would do right now. We're just so small that it all matters. It depends on me, you said? I mean, it's, that's completely your call, right? Sometimes there's good enough. Right? And sometimes great isn't good enough. Yeah. Right? I think that depends on your... I think it depends on two things. One, your personality. Okay? Yeah. Um, and two... Um, your time, and what I mean by that is, if you don't have the time, not you, but if, if in your organization you don't have time, then you may have to set, there's seasons where you have to settle for good enough. Listen, it falls to the wall. Yeah. We got so much work right now, this guy's half-assing it, but literally, unless I go hire somebody, I can't stop what I'm doing. I'm going from eight to eight. 
this is just a season where no. there, there's a there's a planting season and a harvest season, right? Yeah. The harvest season is not time for you to evaluate talent. Yeah. Unless there's some guy stealing from you, or you know what I mean. I mean, there's yeah. certain non-negotiables. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think from a culture, if you want to exude a culture of uh, of excellence, um, and you want that, that's what you, I mean, we're all A players. Yeah. The reality is everybody's not an A player. Yeah. And, and some of that is everybody's not an A player in that role. Yeah. So uh, that's where I would trust your gut. If you've got a guy that's not hitting what you want him to hit, spend the time to figure out why. Yeah. No. Or if you trust Tiago, and I don't mean you shouldn't, but Tiago, <laughs> what, what do you think here? <coughs> right? Yeah. You need to have the mindset that you're coaching Tiago. He may be really good at some things, but ultimately, you need to have the mindset of, I'm steering this ship. You may be a key part of it. Tiago may be a key part of it. Yeah. But don't abdicate the overall vision direction of this company to anybody else. That's all you. What do you mean by that? Where are we headed? How yeah. are we going to do it? So culture, 100% your responsibility. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Tiago is a key part of that, especially if he's the one influencing these four guys. Yeah. But 100% your responsibility. Yeah. You're the only one. The culture will be based on what you allow to happen. Yeah. If you let uh, Tiago half-ass some stuff, mm-hmm. you're the only one. And, and again, I got nothing against him. I'm just no, no, that's the only example. Based, yeah. It's, it's all going to come down to what what you say is okay, right? Mm-hmm. So. Realize that nobody cares as much as you. I know Tiago cares a lot, mm-hmm. but as you grow and you add layers, the benefits of success are greater for you. The ownership is greater for you yeah. than any of these next four hires. They're not going to care as much as you do. Yeah. So you want to continually remind them, this is what we do, this is what we're about. And then I would make sure that their compensation is aligned with those values. Okay. Because it'll work for a while, but life, unless they're just stellar guys, yeah. and they may be, gravity takes over and human nature comes in and they have bad days and they're like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm, it wasn't even this person, but they're complaining. Yeah. Listen, they always leave crap in their yard, and I got to move around the freaking baby toys yeah. and stuff, and yeah. I'm not putting up with it today. Yeah. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Um, but that's going to come from you and, and yeah. Tiago. So, um, dude, there's not an answer. I think you're a pretty high performer. And so I would just make sure everybody knows that that's what it is. Because most of the time when somebody's not, they're either unaware, it's either what we call it a will problem or a skill problem. Yeah. They either don't know this is what I'm supposed to do, or they're unwilling to do it. Mm. It's your job to define. Which one? If they're not meeting what we need, is it a will problem or a skill problem? Okay. Is he leaving at three? Well, why is he leaving at three? Okay, this, this, this is what we want to do. This is, yeah. you know, we're, we're here till this. Yeah. This is what we agreed upon, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, my baby mama, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. Well, let's, let's see what we can come up with. Yeah. Right? Okay, two days a week, or maybe you can't do what I need you to do. I need you to go till five yeah. or till six. When they... At that point, you know what the issue is. It's not that he just sucks and he stops at three. Yeah. Um, so, um, no, that's good, though. 
yeah, will a problem will, or a, a will skill problem. problem. Skill problem. Every, every time an expectation for you is not met, it's one of those two things. Yeah. But you got to figure it out because you're going to think about it. This guy is just like, listen, I'm trying that my wife has to be at work. Yeah. And if she's late one more time, she gets fired. And listen, I'm so far behind on my rent payment right now and this. Yeah. i got to leave at three because my car broke. Yeah. Well, that, you're going to complete. That's a completely yeah. different reaction. Yeah. And so right now, that's not an issue because I feel like we communicate pretty well. Yeah. But that but could anybody, quickly. Do you have anybody not meeting the, 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 what you expect? Mm-hmm. Not the minimum, but what you expect. So we didn't really set a minimum. Okay. We said this is what everyone has. I mean, I guess that is our minimum. So is everybody meeting it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And when they exceed it, what happens? Sorry, I'm, I'm just receipt-wise, i got to take a picture of this. No, you're fine. So when, what do you use, zero? Uh, it's called, uh, well, this is tied in with QuickBooks, but oh. it's just called HubDoc. But I've got, uh, so whenever it makes sense for you, I've got a, uh, I outsource all my accounting. I pay 1000 bucks a month. They run okay. my payroll. Um, they, we, do, uh, we do have a payroll system. <laughs> but I have one of my buddies from college that does all of our CPA bookkeeping stuff. Good. Yep. Um, that's all this Thanks is. Thanks for getting that, by the way. Yeah, it, it, it all just goes straight into that. So, oh. so I don't have a, an accountant on staff. I just pay, oh, okay. pay 1000 bucks a month. They run payroll. They do all my accounting. They run my P&L. That's not they, bad. They do my, yeah. No, it's good. And it's even better when I grow because I'm still going to pay 1000 bucks. No way. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's real nice. I can. Yep. Um, so yeah, will problem. No. Because obviously, if you got a guy that's mailing it in. Yeah. And he's doing it, but he's like. But then there's 50%. also those there's those seasons where, like you said, you get really really busy, and it's like, okay, if I fire him, like, is what he's doing, you know, is the gap big enough to where it makes sense where I have to go spend more time, right. hire another person, right. train him. So I think the key component to that is making sure you or Tiago, whoever's going to address those issues, has enough margin, yeah. and you've planned for that because it's going to happen. Yeah. One or two of those four guys aren't going to be killer, and if they are, yeah. Whatever you're doing to hire these guys, yeah. Don't change it. Yeah. Right. And that's part of the reason we overstaffed so much because we we didn't lose a whole sales year, but we didn't hit the goals we could have. And it's because Tiago and I were taking care of just under a thousand clients by ourselves. The third guy kept quitting, so we really should have hired four, had that other guy filtering in and out. So that's what we did this year. So. So how many trucks are you gonna run this year? Uh, Seven. Six, six. Five lawn care, one tree and shrub. Okay. I'm out of the field. This will be my first year out of the okay, field. Good. I think that's smart, man. So that's why I'm freaking out about all this. Yeah. So I would and it's hard you. for me. Like I like to settle into my route. I like to. Yep. Yep. I like yep. to see my clients. I like to. And it's weird not knowing all of them. Okay, so then there, you need to figure out when you do it. Just go through this whole year. Figure out whether that's the best spot for you. Because yeah. Just because you own the joint doesn't mean that you need to be the back of the guy back here orchestrating. Yeah. It may make sense for you to hire that guy. Yeah. Or gal. I mean, whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah. You may love being out there so much that that's just what you yeah. want to do. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you still got to make sure 
the, the trajectory and the how yeah. and the when. Yeah. You figure that out. Yeah, that's good. I yeah, I think I wouldn't like to do four it. Four hours a day, twice a week. Just for. Oh, thank you. Schedule it four hours a day, twice a week. Give it up. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it up. Yeah. Cashing it in. Thank you. Work towards it, right? If you can't yeah. get it right now, get two hours. Yeah. But schedule it on the calendar and do, don't. Nobody's going to work on the business. Yeah. Everybody's I, working in the business. And I feel like I'm I'm very very good at vision casting, seeing where we're going, making sure that we're all rowing in the same direction. Um, long term, I would say it's daily where I can get sidetracked because we're still putting a lot of the systems in. I'm an admin lady for the first time ever. She's doing my schedule for the first time, so daily it can get pretty hectic. But like one year, two year, five year, ten year, I feel like I'm good. I see it. I know we're going in that direction. But daily, it's just sometimes I get home at like 9.30. And you know, Brooke's like, what did you do today? I'm just like, everything. Everything and nothing. Yes. And so that that's what I'm working on now. And I, at least I know it, I guess. My daily time management sucks. So. We do. We don't. We don't have it like every Friday we go out, but it's it's not hard because her parents live seven minutes away. My parents live seven minutes right, away. Right. So sometimes it's just like they show up and Brooklyn and I are like, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's go eat. Right. Right. So this time that I'm talking about setting apart is really it's like date night for you in the business. Yeah. Right. Because what's going to happen is there's always do there is always something to do. You're never, you're never gonna sit back and go. I now I get to play in. <laughs> I, have nothing, I have nothing to do today. Yeah. You have to carve it out. Yeah. Because do I, you I, block it, it out? Do you do like a morning planner, a weekly weekly planner, or do you just know I gotta I, squeeze it in? I have to. When I have to squeeze it in, I don't. Okay, so you just do schedule it. Like when do you do it? Um. Try for Tuesdays and Thursdays. This, this, I'm telling you something I'm not real good at. Well, uh, is there a reason? Just like almost midweek and then towards the end of the week? or just Mondays are always silly. Fridays are always silly for me. Yeah, that's true. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, you try to carve out the time. Uh-huh. And I'll then try. I, and then, and then what I would Maybe do, I'll do like 30 minutes and then try to up it from this, there. Do this. Do at least two hours. Consecutive two hours. Oh, like just the whole two hours. Just do two hours. I don't, Tuesday or Thursday. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Pick right. a Tuesday or a Thursday. I'd encourage you to do it earlier in the day because typically stuff happens and you're like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. So if, I mean, if you launch all your guys out or they have their trucks everywhere. Um, they take their trucks home, we meet at the shop, and then they leave in the morning. Okay. So when they leave in the morning, whatever time that is, get them all off, whatever that means. Yeah. And then I would encourage you to block off two hours. And I would start to set your agenda, whatever that is, whatever that, whatever that is. Okay. Look at your metrics and your numbers, and you're just, whatever that is, right? Because okay. again, remember, the more you can put your metrics and numbers out in front of each guy, the way everybody, you may find that charting everybody out, let them see where everybody is. Mm-hmm. Guy number six isn't gonna want to be number six. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now don't compare Tiago to. Yeah, to this, but right? make it a little competitive for the. Yeah. If, if that works for your organization. Yeah. Company I was at before, it worked great. Yeah. Nobody wanted to be. Everybody wanted to be top. Yeah. Yeah. Once or here's the deal. I had them all climbing over each other. Yeah. And they were killing it. Yeah. That's a good point. And then at some point, when they were all doing so well, I'm like, okay, team goal, we're gonna stretch. Because yeah. what I noticed was everybody was out for himself. I wanted everybody, and in, in that organization, working together. Was how, how did you do that? Yeah. Can so, you speak to that a little bit? Because we're trying to get 2,000 clients, but also. Like there's commission incentives for the guys, and they're all on the, they're all on the same spreadsheet. So it's instead of playing a game of golf where it's you and yourself, they're like playing against each other. Okay, so here's what I would do. I would have. And I want everybody like helping. Like 60, I don't. But how do they help? Practically, how does one guy help the other? I don't know, but it's like we're all on the same team. Okay. So it's so like. So have 60% of the comp based on individual effort. And then have it be a 40% kicker when we all make this goal. Right? So, so, so let's say, let's say it's worth a thousand bucks. Okay? Here's the deal, dude. You guys get to this point, and I'll pay you a thousand dollars. Okay. So have, like, have their base commission. Just tell me what it is. What What is their target? Um. So you want them to do 175 or whatever you said, right? Yeah, but they should be getting four grand in commission, and we split that into quarterly. Uh, commission checks, okay. thousand thousand at the minimum. Okay. If they kill it, like uh-huh. what, like what Tiago might do is like closer to eight. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just it's just pretty much ten percent commission on new sales. Okay. So what if you put a twenty five percent kicker? So so aggregate what the whole group needs to get. Yeah. Okay. Because here's what you don't really care if <laughs> Tiago gets three extra accounts. Yeah. But you really want, I just want everybody. Want 2, yeah, Green again just needs to hit 2,000. Right. Yeah. So, so I would incentivize the individual and incentivize it more because this is primarily an, an individual effort. Yeah. Right. Incentivize the individual. Guy, the guy that, but but and typically I would add a kicker. There were certain months that what I found was when I felt like they were all at their top performance. I think seemed to work better, but that was more when I would sense. So in our, there was work, right? So think about it: if there was a pool of jobs, mm-hmm. and one guy kept taking them and going doing them all because he gets paid twenty percent of everything he does. Yeah. Well, he's he's sprinting, he's running, he's yeah. he's getting it all over the driveway. Yeah. He's spraying the guy's car, and you're like, whoa, 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 hang on! I incentivized the wrong thing. Yeah. I want you to work efficiently. I want you to work hard because if I can get you to do 20 services in a day instead of 16, I basically just got four for free, Yeah. right? Yeah. So you want to incentivize that, but you don't want him ball hogging everything and yeah. taking 24 of them. Which is funny that actually a lot of companies do that. Ryan Lawn and Tree, Heritage, Aspen, very production. They don't give commission on sales. They give commission on production. So how, how do they get away from that then? Well, but if all your guy was doing was producing... Then you don't want to comp more production. Yeah. Right? You'd want yeah, there's to... zero balance there. Uh-huh. You're always tweaking it, man. Yeah. It's all based on what you do. Yeah. Right now, I just... And it's not an issue, but I kind of <clears throat> can sense the mind, the mindset shift a little bit. Like, oh, so-and-so's got, you know, 10 more than me. Rather than, oh, man... 
okay, I need to keep putting stuff in my pipeline, right. closing more sales, because we're the, and I went, what I did this morning was I just tied in where we want to be, why it's important, how many like family members each person has, and the overall goal, yep. instead of just numbers, 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 yep. you so know? Watch what happens, so next Tuesday, What's a good week? How many accounts is good in a week? Um, right now, it's been like 50 new accounts. In a week? Yeah, but really next next week we need to be doing 100, 100 new accounts. Okay. But that's for the company. Okay, so individual. What's a good week for an individual? A good week for an individual? Oh, gosh. Um, and here's where you can customize 15 to 20. Okay, so Tiago's 20. The new guy may be 10, right? Yeah. Okay. So you go call Tiago here. Tiago, here's the deal. For every 20 you bring in, I got an extra $200 for you. Okay. This week, by Friday. Sign him up by Friday. Yeah. And don't don't hang on the number, the amount, but think about a slot machine. The reason a slot machine works is random interval, random amount. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows when I pull this, this may be the one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If he knows that every for every 20, he's already going to get paid on them, but you're going to pay him an incentive between now and Friday, for every 20 you bring in or every 10 or whatever you bring in, I'll pay you an extra $100 cash this week. Oh. So That's now his good. impetus to get it done now, now. And, and what's cool about that is you can give Tiago, you could tell him 20. This mm -hmm. new guy, tell him, all right, here's the deal, man. You get every, you get 10, I'll get you 100 bucks. Every five after that, another 100 bucks. Mm -hmm. So now here's, and what happens is you out them and they don't even realize it. So he comes back and he signs 30 of them. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to pay him 400 bucks. Guess what? You now know he can do 30 in a week. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's his new That's bar. now the conversation is. Yeah. So the next week he gets 12. You're like, all right, Chad. <laughs> look, look, here, here's the deal. Yeah. I love what you did. What, what do you see as the difference between, well, it was worth more money to me. I got it. Yeah. But look what you're capable of doing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those translate into here. And the more profitable as a company you are, the more I can, yeah. the more I can send your way. Yeah. You can do 30. Yeah. I want to see you do 30 again. So now yeah. this week, he does 30 just because Brent saw something in him. And he, you know yeah. what I mean? I like that. I like that. So you basically get them to out themselves. Yeah. Right? But here's what I found. I'll have guys do really well. So for me, the metric was drivers on the road. Mm -hmm. I would I would have guys that consistently were 18, 20, and 20 years all right, podcast listener, my friend, thank you so much for dropping into another episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or you can email me directly, lawncareleader at gmail.com. Again, we appreciate you being with us. Please leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. We'll be back with you with another episode soon. care leaders if you're still listening that means you are a true fan appreciate you following us over on instagram at lawn care leaders podcast and uh keeping us in your earbuds as you guys are out shaking and baking this week um really do appreciate you following so want to give you all a teaser we have been working hard to line up some really solid uh solid interviews for y'all um what we've got coming on the pipe 
this week we will be interviewing Jonathan Jones, um, host of the Speak Your Success podcast, author, TEDx speaker, and uh, really this guy's just pouring into millennials. Um, Really, the, the power of intentionality exudes from this guy. Um, he's a, a faith, a believer, and um, just really, really excited. I actually was going to interview him last week, and due to actual technical difficulties, didn't think I'd ever say that, didn't make it happen, but he's being flexible with us, so excited to interview him. We've got him this week. We've got Mike McCallowitz, and he will be our first two-time guest. Follow with me now. Mike McCallowitz, author of Profit First and The Pumpkin Plan, Surge, is now coming out promoting his next book, Clockwork. We're going to be discussing systems, how to uh, have your business operate efficiently and smoothly and not bottleneck through you. This guy, I mean, he is... He's power, man. He brings it. Brings the heat. Really, really excited. He's a lot of fun. Really intelligent. Um, Been in the entrepreneurship space and speaking space for a long time. You guys are going to want to listen in. He uh, said on one of his Instagram posts, this recent book, Clockwork, may be one of the most important things that he's worked on. So if a guy like that is saying it, you're going to want to tune in and take notes um, and get his book, Clockwork. So, what else we got? We've got Barry Young. He's going to be mid-August. This guy is a powerhouse. I heard him speak live at just a little, like, chamber event. And let me tell you, this guy straight brings it. So, he works and helps run um, a company called Stratigo. And they protect churches, equip churches, and first responders um, for, like, like shootings and stuff like that. I'm This guy... I will just tell you, you're going to want to listen in. When we drop the episode for Barry Young, Stratigo, one, if you're a believer, this guy, I mean, the, I mean, he is, he's got it going on. I promise you that. So, brings a lot of good biblical wisdom and knowledge, and will apply that to your small business. So, Barry Young. Next guy we have will be, um, and these aren't going to be like in any specific order. But I do want to kind of tease these. We've got um, Nathan Miller, and he is the groundskeeper for T-Bones, which is a local Kansas City um, kind of pro-am club baseball team. Um, He works with a lot of other groundskeepers. He runs his own small mowing company. Um, But it will be fun. We're going to probably film it out there at the uh, Kansas City T-Bone Stadium. Interview Nathan, get his story um, on small business, what it's like running a small business while doing that, and just get a feel for the groundskeeper life. But um, that will be a little bit uh, different episode, but I assure you it's going to be jam packed with some good content and always nice to get some good perspective in the green industry. So listen in, really enjoy you guys being with us this week. Um, but we've got some good stuff coming. Thanks, guys. Have a good week.